0: G'day and welcome to the Mailbag Season 1, Episode 15. Pete Anthony's here. I'll be joined by Drew Patchell very shortly to discuss everything that happened at Flemington before Drew and Rob go through the meeting in Sydney at Randwick. As always, we'll be going through the puntingform.com.au data. They are the ones who power us, but we also bet with Betfair and we are hydrated by GOAT. Seasonal transition period. Four guys who enjoy looking at horses and punting on horses band together to give you mail on horses. Live from wherever their families allow them to record. Drew Patchell. Hi Stephen, this is Clem Fandango. What, the work experience, boy? Yeah, can you hear me, Stephen? Yeah, I can hear you, Clem Fandango. Where's that other prick? Pete Anthemus. Hi Stephen. Yes. This is Clem Fandango. Yes. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you, Clem Fandango. Rob Scary. Hi, Stephen. This is Clem Fandango. Can you hear me? Yes,
1: I can hear you, Clem Fandango. Even though I'm buried alive in a fucking
0: coffin. And Jack Dickens. Hi, Stephen. This is Clem Fandango. Hmm? Can you hear me? Yes. The feeling here is that it didn't sound much like a horse. What? Would it help that instead of a neigh, you could try a whinny? A what? Yeah, we think a whinny might be better than a neigh. What's the difference? Just do another horse sound. think Winnie rather than Nay. This is the mailbag. Steven, this is Clem Fandango. Can you hear me? You are a fucking star, aren't you?
2: Good How you going? Uh, Pretty good, Petey. How about yourself over there in the West?
0: Yeah, can't complain. Uh, Did you
2: get to uh, the State of Origin by chance with the 56,000 other people?
0: No, no, I did not. I had... uh, I guess there was some interest there, obviously being a bit of a novelty factor having State of Origin and WA. And and look, that stadium works so well as a venue for everything. But I am a, I'm not necessarily a huge league person, but in terms of rugby, I am a traditionalist. I love watching rugby in a rectangular stadium. And for me, just getting into that huge space between the the seats and then the action it just puts a dampener on things no pun intended and as it was i was pretty happy i didn't go given the just liters of water just pissing down in wa for the last couple of days anyway how'd you find flemington
2: soft seven it played accordingly i don't think it was in the heavy range so i think they have fairly rated this um it was a pretty poor day for me overall um, the last two weeks apart from Ascot haven't gone particularly well in so the the Melbourne stuff's not been going pretty well I had a, had a good run for the for this month I'm still you know on in my mid-week, midweek stuff ahead from that but yeah I'd like to find a, a winner on top for the previews mate
0: yeah I guess when you're doing that many meetings as well and you've got like peak peak time Ascot versus not peak time Flemington. Uh, I, I guess that's often what you find is you've got to be really conservative with some of the bets. And look, even having said that, there was a few interesting results, so to, so to speak. I guess on uh, Saturday.
2: Oh, there were some horses you just couldn't have. I mean, uh, Pop Queen and Come On Carl to actually win a race at Flemington is just—it's just outrageous.
0: <laughs> come on, Carl. Uh, okay, with that in mind, uh, let's have a look, shall we? Race one, and that was won by Ruby Saki, who. I guess, look, there was, what, seven last start winners going into this race, but Ruby Saki on some of the data last start was possibly an attractive bet. It was just a real sort of sticky race to have a a go at, so to speak.
2: Yeah, look, there was money there for it. Paddy Payne, last 50 runs, has had 15 winners, so he's going at 30%, and a 66% return on investment when they're backing his stuff lately. They are simply winning. They backed this. It was backed as if it was the best horse in the race, and it has just performed sensationally. Uh, punting form data, yeah, they've gone 1.7 lengths fast to the 600, so given every chance to the good horses. And Rubisaki's actually run 3.3 lengths faster than the class benchmark for this type of race. So it's a really good two-year-old. It's on the up, and it'll keep running well. Um, the Astrologist was my preview show tip. I just thought it could continue improving up to 1,400. It's just run into one too good. High Stranger's run some really good solid sectionals for the day, so considering it was a 1400 metre race, um, it has run the 8th best final 200 of the day, so it may be wanting a bit further High Stranger, it's come from the back with uh, Pancho, who also ran a very good race.
0: Race 2 was over 1400 metres, and they went pretty quick up front, didn't they?
2: (laughs) Pretty quick, they have gone 11.6 lengths fast for the class benchmark, so... This was just set up for something from the back or just the toughest runner. And shock for you, shock for me, shock for everyone. Pop Queen has um, come over the top of them. This is the first time it's been above a BM70. Um, it is a horse that you go back over its data. Its best punting form performance was a from the overall benchmark data a five lengths faster than the average benchmark of any race run. It has done 10.5 lengths here faster. So it's, it's found 10 lengths on the day than what it's ever done before.
0: Up you go little. So
2: could not have it. It's jumped. (laughs) It's jumped close to 60s, and even after reviewing the race and everything, I I probably couldn't have backed it at that price. I, I just honestly couldn't. I can't see how it's won. And it's won by three and a half lengths.
0: Yep. Um, Outside
2: of that, real quickly, Mamzelle Chess has done what it needs to. It's a consistent runner. Angelic Spirit is a bit of a cat, but most importantly, just went way too fast out front again. Um, They can't control this horse, and it's got real troubles. Um, Ice Girls run well for fourth, but Flying Krupp's been horrible. And same with Cincinnati Red, who should have both been suited by tempo.
0: Yep. And then we go to race three over the 1100 meters, and as we often see going down the straight, they just don't run to any sort of tempo whatsoever. And, uh, look, having said that, Milwaukee would have probably have appreciated a bit of tempo up front, but didn't need it in the end.
2: Uh, Milwaukee's been a very good winner here. Um, it's very rare that you see a horse do what it's done there. Like, I I thought it was no chance at the 400 and 200 on replay. It's just found a way to win, uh, which is annoying for us because, obviously, Dicko said I'm telling you, at around 30s on Betfair, it's been beaten 0.1 lengths on the day. Uh, the top nine, there was a length between them on the line. So it tells you that it wasn't an overly strong race. Uh, yeah, the leader has gone 3.3 lengths slow to the 600, and Milwaukee's only had to run a 1.6 lengths slow overall class benchmark figure to get the win. Um, look, Holy Blade's run well. Hard Empire, who was my best value of the day, it's run six, and it's been beaten half a length. Um, pretty disappointing for that to happen, but the, the tempo was just not there to suit it, so it was underwriting 400 out, and it's finished off strongly, but, yeah, you know, when it's run like that, it's open for something that's got a better sprint on it, and that was Milwaukee on the day.
0: Yep, and race for shooting the mob uh, wins again obviously not probably as uh, impressive in terms of the overall data this time around, but I guess it didn't need to in the relatively small field.
2: Um, I would say, so I'm going to say that I think this is a very impressive win. So, and I'll I'll tell you why. So this is what I would call it to the eye impressive. So data wise, yeah, they've gone six lengths slow to the 600, which should suit the on speeders. And it definitely did. I mean, last week looked home. It may be a bit of a cat, but it's just not found the final 200. Um, but they've gone six lengths slow overall to win it. So shooting Mob hasn't put up a data figure here, but I think this is a horse that was severely disadvantaged by the tempo. It wants a, a hard tempo on for the 2,500 meters. It didn't find it. It was a couple lengths off him at the two 300. Like it didn't look like it was anywhere near going to be winning. And then it's just found a way to win. Um, yeah. It beat flow meter. Who's jumped about sixties on betfair um sorry 80 plus it was 26 out to 80s um and you could have got even longer actually from what i'm seeing uh, just before the jump uh it's battle on and gone past last week which tells you everything you need to know about last week and uh yeah lamborghini's pretty disappointing because it's got a good turn of foot and it's found nothing along with octobello so look shooting the mobs the only horse you can follow here maybe flow meter back to a lesser grade where it'll probably still be well handicapped, but yeah, shooting the mob, I think is the real deal going forward. Still.
0: And I went with a bit more tempo in race five ground was the uh, winner of this race. The old mate ground break and look, uh, overall it's returned uh, a reasonably decent figure first up.
2: Yeah. Look, this is the story of my day right here. I really liked more wanted. I took it in the case, of bet cup, um, I'm pretty sure this, yeah, this was a Case back Cup Race, and I've taken it in that. Um And it's just, you know, found one too good in Groundbreak, who was a very inconsistent horse. Uh, they've gone around six lengths fast to the 600, so it's been a genuine tempo. And, yeah, they've just, you know, battled home to run 4.6 lengths fast overall. So it was a pretty good time overall. Uh, Galaxy Raider needs further up to 1400 next start. It's the clear eye catcher. You've just seen it sprint home. It's broken 12 seconds, final 200 there. It's just flying and ready for 1400 meters. Um, outside of that, I thought Street Tough wasn't too bad. Um, I think it probably needs easier. Sweet Sweet Snitty was pretty poor. Laurie Meen was a false favorite. We all knew it. It was pretty much of the day, and it's done nothing. Um, it needs fervor. Yeah, that, that's pretty much the race.
0: Race six, and come on, Carl. Oh, you reptile of a thing. Uh, sat outside the lead and just managed to outgrind them, I guess.
2: So, come on, Carl, has actually run a better time figure in the past, over 2,000 metres, when it was beaten 3.9 lengths here four runs ago at Flemington. Uh, it also has run a better time figure, I'm pretty sure, um, back at Flemington. Okay, no, it wasn't a better time figure, but it ran in the Silver Bowl series when it's been beaten four lengths by Mr. Moneybags and Mount Kilcoy and remember the name. So it's, its best in the past was good enough. The difference, I guess, here was the ride. So Albertino's led them around and then, come on, Carl's sat up just off it. And then there's just been a gap and then a further gap and a further gap. And when you just look at the overall data here, they've gone four lengths slow out front. So statistically, the horses out the back couldn't win. Like, you just look at it that way and just go, well, Tantat Trusting, horrible ride to go back. I'm not sure what they were thinking. It's a horse can e- easily go forward. Five Kingdoms have just tried to make it settle, and it couldn't settle, and it was just never winning. Connery was back there as well. Um, pretty, yeah, just pretty disappointing rides throughout for people not to be able to, you know, know how slow the tempo was going in was for Albertino and Come On Cow. Carl to win and as the day went I backed Albertino for a little bit along with you know five kingdoms here and yeah it gets pegged on the line once again another second for me it was one of those days Petey I'm telling you Uh,
0: one of those days you just leave them move on Druzy Uh, race seven guy trash Uh, finally defeated Bams on fire took you guys long enough to defeat our filly from over here Um, although she has actually recorded a new personal best in this race
2: yeah, I wouldn't exactly say that uh, G trash or dry trash, however we want to say it, has been the difference here. I mean, the horse was was strong, it was superior, but it was just a positive ride by Craigie Williams, who is in top class form at the moment. I mean, he is just kicked to the front at the 400, and he's got two lengths on Bams on Fire, Golden Halo, uh, Helverston and all these all these horses that were his main dangers. Um, they've gone. Three and a half lengths fast to the 600, that's suited. And they've run three lengths fast overall. So Chaitrash, yeah, he, he's run really well. The likes of Golden Halo have finished off strongly, but they've just been too far back. It was an expert ride. Um, I think this horse can keep winning wherever it goes. To
0: Connections, I know it's G-TRA, but it's spelt guy trash. It's, I yeah, it's far more yeah, trash. Yeah, it's Yeah, you
2: know, it, this is uh, Australia. So if you spell your horse Gai trash, we're going to pronounce it Gai trash.
0: Uh, race eight, Shawnee. Shawnee, um, big bet, favourite, Willow, Waller wins. That's pretty much it. Uh, the
2: yeah, they've gone four and a half lengths fast here, class benchmark wires, and that was the only thing that was going to get Shawnee beaten. Was a slow tempo. So as soon as the speed was on, thank you Falls for Mickey Kent and Kareka for Jared McLean. Jared. Good old Jared. Um, Look, Shawnee's run nearly two lengths fast for the class benchmark. Look, this is a quality horse. Um, It was a moral, according to Dico, and as soon as the tempo was on and the main danger, Heavenly Emperor was scratched pre-race, it was extremely hard to beat here. Uh, perfect ride once again from Willow, um, got going at the right time, and, yeah, one by two lengths in the end. Outside of that, um, I thought Camel for Paddy Carey. This is a horse that's been up a fair while. It was out the back. It's run on pretty well for mine. Um, it's an ex-weer horse, and I think it's just got a bit more ability than what it's been showing. So I would be following it one more start back in uh, back in class.
0: And Druzy, we had another WA horse run third in the last Reykjavik for Lindsay Smith. um, But it obviously wasn't good enough to get over top of Romancer. Uh,
2: Yeah, statistically, probably. um, Look, it was given every chance. Um, It sat in the right spot. They've got 1.6 lengths slow out front. So, yeah, probably may have wanted it a little bit harder, but I don't think it did. Had 53 kilos, Reykjavik, and just found too, too good in Romanza, and Blaze Jowski, who was called the winner, but clearly did not win. Yeah. So um, another dollar one job. you got to love it. Um, as I said with Rob, uh, which may come after this, so a very recorded Rob. <laughs> um, yeah, there was a few up in Sydney where they called the wrong one as well. So... Um, I'm not sure anyone gets a slap on the wrist for that stuff, but you'd like to see it happen where they, if they don't know, they sit out. Um, In terms of horses from this race, I really liked bad wolf and it's run terribly. Um, I can't explain what it's done there. Um, It's frustrating. Federal, everyone said false favorite, $6. It's run accordingly. Um, Look, there's not a lot to take forward. I thought Villamont's run. Okay. Um, it needs fervor. Um, Aussie's choice is just done as a horse. I could not be backing it. And yeah, Call Me Handsome needs a spell.
0: Okay. Drew, what are we labeling as a horse to follow from the meeting?
2: Uh, there are a few here. I think Galaxy Raider's a clear follow. Like it's going to go up to 1,400 next start and you just back it at any odds. I think it's the clear follow. Um, there are some heavy forgives, like anything in the five kingdom race around five kingdom. You just got to forgive those. They had no chance from where they were statistically in the running. Um, I think hard empire, I can give one more chance to, I'm telling you, we'll go around big gods again, next start. Um, you probably just want to keep backing at the place cause it's consistent and you keep getting a good price. Um, Outside of that, yeah, Blaze Jasky can probably win again. A um, bit unlucky there. Uh, yeah, but Galaxy Raider is the main to follow.
0: Alrighty then, Drew, it's been a pleasure. And uh, now you will talk to Rob two hours ago, but now. <laughs>
2: Perfect, mate. Looking forward to talking to Rob. <laughs> Now for Rand, which I'm joined by Rob Scurry, who is coming off another winning weekend. So you must have enjoyed your time on the track, Rob.
1: Actually, had a had, had a really good day. You know, I, I across, you know, um, I think I had one bet in Donald. The horse was vetted and it won. Um, that's that's but, rare, isn't it? Yeah, and you know, I, I did get beaten at a dollar oh one on, on uh, Shant- Shantira or whatever it was behind um, uh, Decadence or. Anyway, in a ladder race, so yeah, Dollar O One beat was was pretty rough, but um, on the whole, and it, that thing in the last for for Dico the Grey, that was a bit of a shocker. But on the whole, I, I really, um, you know, I, I got a couple of photos. You know, I saw I saw half of them really well. So let's get
2: half straight races.
1: into it.
2: Uh, race one, so it was a heavy eight track. So first of all, was it heavy?
1: Uh, I'd, I'd say no. Um, not up until race five or six, I think that a bit of rain came after that, mm. um, so that might have put it into the nine ten range. But but early, you know, race one to one to five, I'm going to say, you know, slow seven would be it would be a fair call. Fair enough. Always interesting to note.
2: So race one was won by Funstar. Um, out, sorry, I'm just grabbing the data up. Um, on puntingform.com.au data, they have gone seven lengths slow to the 600, and it's been a sprint home, and Funstar's got a little gap through on the inside to beat home
1: Leviathan. Ah, oh, look, it got out to a really good price. This, this horse won really well at Canterbury. It's a half to Youngstar, same same colours it carries. Um, really oh, is that why it's called the, Funstar? Yeah, yeah, it's Youngstar's half. Um, makes, and it, it's a... It's a stylish mover uh, in the yard, and I think it's got a nice stride on the track too. Um, took took a gap here off a you know relatively slow tempo. Um, the second horse I think is pretty good too. I think this is a pr- pretty decent uh, winter two-year-old Saturday race. Um, second horse Leviathan's run really well. Um, Switched I thought was really screwed down. You know uh, it's, it's run w- well, but I, I think the the first two are, are better than decent. Um, I sent out the five pyramax second in the numbers that led him up. Um, maybe that can improve on a dry surface is um, what I want to follow. But yeah, first, the first two are good and, and Piramac's, um interested in him.
2: So I just note, because we, the reason why I asked you how you thought the track was playing uh, in terms of heavy during the day is because Funstar and Leviathan have one that run the best six, four, two and second best six, four, two of the meeting. Um, so, race one it was obviously you know a little bit of yeah exactly first use it was probably a little bit drier so it's not a surprise early on that you may see some sectionals that are slightly quicker
1: so they've gone really early really slow in that early 200 meters um there as in that they've come home you know the fastest for the day so so the first the first 200 they must have you know, I just stumbled out a little bit Am I talking shit there. But, yeah, we've got four 1,200-metre races, so it might be interesting to compare a bit of the last six and eight on, on the day. You know, yeah, well, especially...
2: War, War Baron, who's, uh, you know, run pretty well in race number four, um, it's run the third fastest uh, final six-four-two six, of the day, and it's gone slower around to the 600. So they've actually overall run a better time uh, than War Baron. Um, so, which was an open-grade race. So uh, I think this is a pretty handy bunch of two-year-olds. Mm. Yeah, me as too. As a... Yeah,
1: yeah. That, that, that's what I thought from the yard. I think the first two are pretty good. And, um, you know, I'm I'm interested in, in the outsider of the field. So uh, I don't think we've discussed that one enough. We can move on. Cool. On to race number two. It was the highway of the day. Always a rough
2: race to bet into. 1,200 <laughs> metres. They have absolutely soared along here. So best horse has to have won you say they've gone 8.1 lengths fast to the 600 based on the the class benchmark here on punting form data and yeah the winner being gumshoe has come home 4.6 lengths slow the final 600 Mm. so you know it's it's not been
1: a um a, a sprint by any means home they've just kind of crawled home yeah sure um is that a bit of a pox on the um Two-year-old race, they've they've pretty much run the same same time, and this is you know seems to be a really good highway. Um, um, no, it's just you, you can only
2: you can only rate a race on how it was run out the front. So that two-year-old race, um, the winner and second have sat behind the speed, so they haven't set the tempo, and Kathy's been on board the thing that's led, so they've just gone slow. But what you have to think is how good was this final 600? They've run compared to the day and Mm. compared to what they can do in this class and what funstar and leviathan have done there based on you know they can't physically go any faster the final 600 meters because they've just had a sit sprint but they've recorded really good times just like these you would not expect any of these highway horses to break benchmark final 600 meters Mm. if they've been anywhere close to the speed so the only one that has is Nashian, and Nashian sat 14th in run, so dead last in run, and it's only actually had to go around one length faster than the class benchmark of the 600, and has come home one length slower. So,
1: yeah, so it's, yeah, it's it going... It looks like it came home quicker than yeah. that. Yeah, so it's, it's stormed home,
2: but, yep. you know...
1: Um, the other ones it, are stopping.
2: Exactly. They're, they're not top-class horses,
1: so it's not a surprise. Yeah. Mm. Um. Yeah, look, I, I thought that the, the winner was look really, really screwed down first up. Um, and, you know, it's trained by the same same guy as uh, in that stormed home, which has, you know, been pulled back to last. I'm not suggesting any, any, anything untoward at all. Um, as you're going to pull back to last, if you you know, if you're not going, well, if your other horse in the race is, Looking to go forward, um, and you know, Barry has, fourteen. They're probably always
2: going to take it back.
1: Yeah, you can't blame him, um, especially when the other horse is a speed horse. Um, we, I am captain. Look, look, look. Really, you know, um, can win this class race next start. Uh, I, th- I thought he looked maybe just slightly shorter sure run. He's, he's run really, really well. Almost got home. Um, not much outside that, mate. It's a highway. It's glad to get on the right side of one for a change. Exactly.
2: So race number three, 2,000 metres, BM78. They have gone 5.2 lengths slow to the 600, and they have all broken benchmark here um, coming home final 600. And the winner has been Prima Vito.
1: Sorry, Prima... Ah, Prima
2: Prima
1: It's an Italian grape, or yeah. Americans would call it Zinfandel.
2: And it's run the fifth fastest final 200 metres of the day in a 2,000 metre race. So that's quite impressive what it's been able to do there. So it's got a real good turn of foot that that horse. And yeah, I would say Wugok backers being us were kind of unlucky that we ran into one there because it was a really good ride on Wugok.
1: Yeah, look, I I was really confident in the run. I thought, you know, I was really confident in the yard. Um, you know, I almost, you know, it's it's one it's, it's one of the hardest decisions to make with the units. Do you? Do you back two or three horses proportionally um, to win? Or do you do you stake, you know, you go hard on your, your top pick, which in this case was Wugok, and I was really sure I was going to run a big race. And, you know, so we've ended up backing Wugok pretty heavily, Bobby D, which has run a good race for um, Bjorn Baker. Um, and other than that, um, there's not much else to really talk about in the race. Primitivo, he's always been storming home. I think this is... a Probably going to be a personal best for him. Um, Jay Ford, another win on the day. You know, he, he got the first. I think he got another one later in the day. So he, he had a great day. Um, but, yeah, not much to talk about. We got yeah, paraded really well, ran really well. Bobby D can improve. Race
2: 4, 1,200 metres, a winter dash, open handicap. Uh, Caesar got the win. They have gone around 3.7 lengths fast to the 600. And that's to set it up perfectly for Cesar from the back, who looks a very, very, very good horse because he's gone two lengths slow to the six hundred of that horse, and it's still been able to run over the top of them impressively to beat your old mate Boss Lane.
1: Yeah, um you know th- th- these all paraded pretty well. Some old pros here. You know Passage of Time. um Again, his coat looked great. You know he, he started pretty short here, but. Um, whether he's as good as any of these horses, you know, it's hard to say, you know, old boss lane, he's a eight year old, but you know, he's been a horse. I mean, yeah, as you, <laughs> you know, he, that was another, I've, I've lost, I've lost him a few times and it's hard to keep tipping him, but I think I had something on him and um, really thought cradle mountain improved its manners. Um, didn't think it ran a bad race. Um, I'm not sure if outside the leads really where you want to be. I could be forgiving on it, you know, uh, m kale on you know put a more uh successful jockey on in sydney you might get a better result my um,
2: cradle mountain just in terms of the overall benchmark figures so i'm looking at now the overall benchmarks for punting form it has gone around three and a half lengths faster than it ever has before out front so it was just the tempo that beat it i think so back to a lesser grade it
1: may um what about what about up in distance like wasn't it winning you know over 13 1400 meters or maybe even further when it was yeah winning? La- last win
2: was 1300
1: meters uh, so, on a good free track at Rose Hill anyway I, I think you know um, the group one winning Jason Collett getting back on for his for his girl um, it, it could be winning um, I thought so improved fitness I think it's, it's a bit screwy in the head. Um, at the moment, it was it was wasn't behaving very well in the yard. I thought for it, you know, it's usually a pretty laid back customer. Uh, the winner's a, a nice dollar three year old. Certainly improvement to come. Um, obviously a wet tracker, you know. It was it was, seemed pretty slowly away, um, and uh, yeah, and just gather them up really quickly. Um, you know, I thought not watching
2: the race at the 200, El Menzora had won, mate. What what happened there?
1: Ah, uh, she's was, she was maybe a little bit above herself. First up, you know, I, I, she, she wasn't. Even I think mean, it may up. have just been the call that
2: may have uh, confused me because it was storming down the outside supposedly, but um, it's finished 4.4 lengths.
1: 4 oh, I mean, uh, yeah, Old, old Jungle Edge just kicked back to uh <laughs> to, to run in front of it. Good old mm-hmm. horse he is. He keeps, you know, he just keeps parading with condition like a pro. You know, he's carried top weight in an apprentice here. so. He's never going to be a standout in the yard. <laughs> no, he's never going to be stand-up, but he's, he's, he's a, you know, he looks every bit of a Saturday horse, or even better. Um, anyway, uh, what else can we say? Passage of time's got to go out. Boss Lane, you know, soft track round week. It'll run well again, but do you want to take? uh you know you ain't taking single figures yeah no i'm not taking single figures about eight year old. um all right i I think we can move on those that's impressive win yes race five
2: 1400 meters bm 78 no doubt has got the win it has been a race one run 4.3 lengths fast to the 600 and nothing's broken benchmark final 600 to get home the overall uh, class figure was one and a half lengths faster than class benchmark, so it's a pretty good figure overall. Um, half a length separated them, no doubt, beating Churra Terra. Is that how I'm going to say it? Yeah, sure. you can say it like that. That's a good job. Yeah, I actually really liked that horse from the parade. I know it was in your numbers. I was looking at it. That's kind of it. Almost had the Red Zells about it to me, so I I had a little personal bet on it and did not get oh, the chocolates.
1: No, what are you doing? What are you doing at two ninety? Look, it had every conceivable chance. It did. beautiful ride. But- Yep, 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 Christian Reith. Um, yeah, but riding ranks are really, really light on in Sydney at the moment. But we, we, we had um, Nahul on top here. I thought it paraded really well first up. It's really a, a stayer. Well, a middle-distance horse anyway, 1,600 to 2,000. Um, I just thought it might have had a little bit of class on a few of these. I um, thought it got home pretty well. Um, sadly, you know, not far off third, which I was hoping for. Had a bit of a play on it. Um no doubt, you know, just, just barely a Saturday horse to look at. You know, Anthony Cummings continues to run really well. Um, Anthony Cummings, uh, last 50 runners, 57% profit on to him over positive ROI. Oh, yeah, well, it's annoying because I think in the last race, I, I backed one of his horses each way. Just, you know, that was – I didn't look, know the exact stat, um, but I knew he yeah, was running November, well. November man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so just, you know, it's just one of those – you know, one variable thing. You really like a horse in the garden, then you go, oh, that's Anthony. Oh, yeah, he's going really well. This is probably is a good bet at $8. And then after the race, you're like, no, nah, it's a get-back horse in a 1,000-meter race on a wet track. It's probably not a good bet. Um, but it's also easy after it. Mate, there's not much really here to talk about. Um, I think Nahul, I'm, I'm happy to follow. Um, maybe not on a sat day. It's maybe a bit hard to hard to grade, but I reckon he'll be, he'll be running well wherever he, Wherever he goes.
2: Fair enough. Race 6, VM78 over 1,200 metres for the fillies and mares. Um, Notation no has got the win. Uh, only just on the line um, over Connemara, who was called the winner, I'm pretty sure. In the, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Over yeah, the yeah. line. Old Darren. Hmm. Just stay out, does it? Just stay
1: out. Yeah, Dazza. just – yeah, yeah, uh, oh, well, mate, it's, it's got bet fair here because I've, I've actually – um I was on Connemara. I got done, as I alluded to, in the in the preamble before. $1.01, and Notation was $4 on the line. Um,
2: Yikes. Um, And I can tell you, I was 100% watching it on screen. I said, Notation's got the bob there. So anyone who was watching the live screen would have cleaned up on course. Um, So in terms of punting form data, they've gone one length slow to the six hundred. And overall figure is 0.2 length slow, so pretty much right on class benchmark as expected. What do you like here?
1: Uh, I, I, you know, this is the the conundrum of the heavy track day. You know, I, I still sent Terminology. I, it was a no bet, no unit bet race. I had Terminology from Notation and Connemara uh, in, in the numbers, um, and Miss X Factor was there as well. So we had the uh, the try in the first four numbers, but um, yeah, Terminology is is a big 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 lump of a thing and um generally not suited on a wet track thought it could parade better but still you know the best type here um i'm going to say significantly um connemara had a great shine to its coat um it looked pretty much at its top i thought it had every chance in the run perfect perfect run and um notation maybe got another run and it was it was um you know it can improve so it it was a gutsy winter to fight the other thing off which looked to have it cold
2: I have a feeling if I go back over our history of your bets, Rob, mm. that if I was to look at your profit on turnover on the Gay Waterhouse, Adrian Botyard, it would probably be a 300% ROI. Like oh. I think it would be that high. Like it would be ridiculously high. So, I'm I'm always oh. happy when you find them. You can't always get them over the line, but when you do, I know it's yeah. really, it's a good play normally.
1: Well, look, I, I was, you know, I was, I was a gay hater in the, in the in the late 90s and 2000s, and I just always thought she kind of break horses, and you know, she'll run them one one too many runs, and mm. but um, when I see a gay horse with condition on it, you know, walking well, fuck, they're, they're very good bets most of the time. It's the bot shine, is what I'm gonna say. Blood shine. I don't know. I'm just calling it a happy gay horse because there's a few miserable fuckers get round after a while. (laughs) (laughs) That's
2: fair call. I've seen a few of those go around as favourites down in Melbourne in the derbies
1: and such. Yeah, yeah. Um, He's gone no good over in um, Hong Kong, thinking big. Yeah. Well, I was even thinking, was it Hampton Court? Oh yeah, oh yeah. That 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 fucking yeah, Yeah, that thing. I unload, my old man unloaded on that in the Newcastle Spring Stakes you know, on, the, on the Friday. Um, <laughs> yeah. got, got done. Um, but, yeah, it ended up beating first seal in a group one and held the uh, Randwick track record for two, 2,000 metres. So don't you talk to me about Hampton Court, mate. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's like a many, many, many,
1: <laughs> many painful, sick, the sickness Yeah, is strong with this one. Um, but yeah, it, it beat, it was the last time Jason Collett had a really good chance to win his group one. It was about fucking five years ago. It was on first seal in the spring champions and Hampton Court, it. Disgusting. Uh, let's well, move on to it race did, it did, seven. it did beat wings to start before first seal. That's how well it was going. Destroyed uh, wings.
2: I'm not even going to lie. I backed first seal
1: that day. Oh, mate, I did too. I cheered it on. I thought, you've got this slug, Winks. You've got this <laughs> slug. And, you know, I, 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 and then I kind of thought, you know, oh, Winks probably needs to go for a break now. You know, and they sent it up to Brisbane. I laid it in that Sunshine Coast run. I thought I probably had enough. Um, uh,
2: I backed it up there, I have to say.
1: I felt, well, that's a good move, isn't it? I was just thinking that, like, I was having a bad day a few weeks back. I was like, why don't I just buddy back to Sydney horse when they go to Brisbane? Just leave all this winter shit alone and just follow what you like up there, like Prince Farwas and, you know, um, Nubia or whatever it is, notation. Uh, Nubio, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that kind of thing. Anyway, we can move on. We've done a race. BM78,
2: 1,600 metres. Commander's got the win from Tory Joy and Monsieur Sisu. Um, they've gone 4.4 lengths slow to the 600 and record an overall figure of of 2.6 length
1: slow for the race. Okay. So, so then they were first and second in run. Uh, Tory Joy led up uh, Commander, and um, they've just gone home a bit quicker. It's just, mate, there's nothing in this race, really.
2: Yeah, nothing's closed off well from the back. It's just been set up for the leaders, and... I'm finding very little to take out of it going forward.
1: Anything you at not all much, follow? Not much good, mate. I, I was a little bit annoyed because, um, yeah, I was a little bit annoyed about the winner. I, it, it looked like a wet track type, and it looked fit and it looked relaxed. I left it out of the numbers, and it was it was in our you uh, know black figures as we say.
2: Well, I don't know Top who the out. hell
1: JP Morris is,
2: but they are going at 33% positive ROI at the moment, past 50. So.
1: They've been getting a few winners at odds. Jackson Morris, um, Apprentice, I think he got rubbed out, if you look in the stewards report. I might have heard that uh, today yeah. um, on the rant. Um, but I think he's had a couple wins on the day. Um, we can move on to race eight, mate. Yeah, perfect. So
2: BM78, 1,200 metres, uh, Colts and Geldings only race. Oh no, Colts, horses, and Goldings. Sorry, I'm just looking at the thing. I was like, that's interesting if it's a Colts and Gildings race, but that's a, they only do that type of stuff in England, not over not over here. Um, they have gone three lengths fast to the six hundred, so genuine tempo here, and the overall winner has been two lengths slow. So Southern lads come home and just run down Epic Dan with an inside run, but it wasn't,
1: you know, wasn't
2: anything to shout them was-
1: about. I, it was he was tenacious. Um, he he looked you know sharp or nervy. He had two handlers. Um, he went out with the pony. Um, he looks pretty screwed down. I sent him out second of the numbers from Jack's bar on top. You know I was feeling pretty happy with that, even though yeah it was just being back backed in um, like four dollars when I sent it out to like three thirty. Uh, I think it's run okay. You see the last hundred meters, it's it's kind of come home. Um, the the thing in front of it who led him up, Noble Joey, has is, is sort of been a bit of a roadblock um, in front of it. And it hasn't really had a chance to, to show its wares, I don't think. Um, but it is a pretty low race, you know, Sky Race coming home for third. And, yeah, most of these are barely Wednesday horses, mate. Yeah, when you got Teodoro being back, you know there's something wrong. Yeah, man. and he had every chance, Jesus. In the run, <laughs> I, I, I watched the replay. He found that nice, you know, that nice spot about five lengths off the lead with a little bit of separation, while the other horses are all, you know, racing. You know, don't you love that finding that spot? Uh, I do. And speaking of love, race nine, BM seventy-eight
2: thousand meters. Kathy with another city winner on speed. She's done the right thing here. She's just delivered a gem here on spiritual pursuit they have gone six lengths fast in front to the 600 so it's absolutely suited this horse who i'm going to say you probably knew it was the best horse coming into it but it's kind of said you know it's put the writing on the wall by delivering a five length faster than class benchmark figure overall
1: yeah that's 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 pretty good the Horse is going well you know it's a real little sprint type you know it's got kind of jacked up hind um I think I had it in the numbers. Yeah, I did I had it in for fourth. Um, we had Invictus Salute. We had that in for third. Um, you know, I, I got stuck on the one. very... November Man paraded great. Um, it's copped a bit of a bit of a bump at the top of the straight. I knew we were cooked. Um, but yeah, look, these the the winners are a wet track type. You know, parading really well. For I think um, November
2: course. November Man may be coming to an end of its prep. It's been up since March. Um, what did it look like in the yard? Because data-wise, oh, it's, it's gone. It's regressed severely, even even when you consider.
1: Um, right, mate, if if you get a bump on the corner on a wet track, I, I think you know. I think that horses can spit the dummy. Yeah, that's true. Uh, there are
2: definitely types that do that.
1: And you know, then the jockey kind of goes, well, you know, there's no point flogging this thing. Fair enough. So you're saying he was a little bit easy on it to the line, Mr. Um, Reefy. Oh, look, yeah, I, you know, the winners were often gone. Um, he, he had no It just, just made no sense to bash the shit out of the last 200 metres. Um, look, I thought the horse Parade fantastic. really did. I thought it was a, a clearly on top um, in terms of the type and, you know, yeah, at top, relaxed, walking really, really
2: well. OK, well, it'll be interesting to see what price we get next start because they'll send it around in similar um, grade. They will probably go back up to 1100, 1200 meters. I'd imagine based on that run and a drier track.
1: Yeah. Well, look, he's never really been one of my horses, November man. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll be happy to, you know, I'll just take note of it. i re- remember how it parades and if it's still got that good, good, good purposeful strutty walk and it's cope where it was last week. Um, well last that day, I'll, I'll be, uh, taking note you know i don't know who'll be up against these are really you know we're coming to middle of winter um you know i'll be looking for new blood um soon (laughs) but that's still really you know three or four meetings away well they'll be definitely coming through soon
2: so in terms of the card is there any real standout winner for you
1: Uh you know the obvious the three-year-old cesar um You know, I think the run, two
2: two-year-olds in the first, as we mentioned, can really go on
1: with it. Yeah, but, you know, they'll probably put Youngstar away. And, you know, that'll be at an unbrackable price. And if Youngstar gets put away, you know, Leviathan. <laughs> Funstar. <laughs> Funstar, fun sorry. Youngstar, good horse. Right? Yeah. You know, what's the thing with Winx destroying horses? Like, a couple of Wallers as well. Like Youngstar, remember that almost beat Winx in the Turnbull? Ever since that run, it hasn't done shit. Yeah, Hartnell was never the same horse um, when Winks beat it in uh, the Cox
2: Plate. Well, it took maybe, a year to at, get. It took a year to get over it. Yeah, as they said, horse probably didn't even know it got beat.
1: Yeah, Happy Clapper, Fox Play as well. Fox Play never ran a good race. It That almost beat Winks one day when she missed the start. <laughs> have, you
2: remember I was on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <it's good.
1: laughs> Oh well, I I was on Foxplay fox play at 15s one day against uh, Global Glamour, got down a down the nose oh, on a Monday, you know. It's a costly was, was horse it... that one. Yeah, fox play. Um, anyway, we'll look forward to the to the th- horses turning three pretty soon. Um, yeah. we can l- look at a bit of spring spring action. Um, fresh blood, but um, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll battle on here. I think it's going to be another likely heavy track on Saturday at Rosehill. Um, so looking forward to getting out there. Um, other than that, Drew, stay well?
2: Yeah, uh, just a quick one. What do you think of uh, Royal Ascot? Did you start
1: for any of it? I just. Yeah, I, I watched a bit of it. I just lost money. on it. I, mean, I, I, I always, always got to the stage where like I backed the wrong ones of yours so many times. It was like the opposite of, of, of Donald, you know? Uh, on the yeah. weekend, you know, I <laughs> just had a bad day at Donald and I'm back the only winner. Well, I'm back to all your losers. And uh, you you've, you've found some, some great prices. So hats off to you. Oh, see what I did there? Hats off to you. Royal Yeah, Ascot. I do like it very much. <laughs> all right. All right, yeah. Um, and I guess the other thing in racing is... um. Victoria's, you know, come back to top sport, you know, saying basically, we don't don't... care about punters. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, we don't, we don't care. Everything's sweet on our end, mate. So you do you, and we'll do us, uh, and and go away. Yeah, it was an interesting
2: reply. Um, I have a feeling that we will be writing something up this week as a sweet or neat, not sweet column, because it was very interesting if you ask every punter they were surprised and shocked by Racing Victoria's response considering uh, punters are part of uh, well, a large part of this um, industry and in a statement to mention all of the participants being the um, trainers and the people who work for trainers and work at clubs, but not mention every single punter around Australia who's working in the industry or the people that work for sports bookies as being part of it. I found quite interesting. Yep.
1: It's, it's just it's head in the sand stuff. It's so arrogant. I fucking hate it. Um, administrators, just for them, they're so, so you know, short term. The game is in real trouble. Once all those oldies, you know, kick the bucket. those regular that, well, I just can't see where the new punters are coming from to fund the industry and the way we're treating the ones we've got. And, you know, you know the pros are got to pack up soon. You know, the bookies aren't viable. Um, you know, I heard Newcastle's down to two bookies on a Saturday. You know, 10 years ago, there was 10, 15 bookies there at least on, yeah, on a Saturday. Least, yeah. At, um, I know, yeah,
2: it's, it's it's outrageous. It's a strange and unfortunate new world, but we'll keep trying to fight the good fight on behalf of the punters and also those people that, you know, work in it, including the, the bookies who we appreciate because they are currently doing their best to try and take on the prices that the corporates are putting up.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's so, it. Well,
2: um,
1: well, looking forward on, to mate.
2: seeing you back at Rose Hill this Saturday, mate.
1: All right, well, you know, hopefully, you know, we, we get a similar track. I, I can't see it being any better than what it was at Roundwick on Saturday, something like a, an 8, a heavy 8. Uh, yeah, Rose Hill has zero, um, <laughs> zero
2: chance of recovering from a storm. It's heavy 8 now, so there's every chance it'll still be heavy 8, correct on that? Yeah,
1: I, th- I think we've got another 10, you know, 5 to five to 20 mils until Thursday, so um, it'll be wet. Um, all right, Perfect. Drew. Let's go. You go well, mate.
0: Have yeah,
2: a
1: good mate. one. Bye. Bye.